What's up, podcast friends, and thank you for joining me on this episode of the College Admissions Process Podcast. In this episode, I interviewed Anthony Rinaldi, who is the Assistant Director of Admissions at Wagner College. Anthony was nice enough to offer us an application fee waiver code using the common application for Wagner College. So if you or anyone you know is interested in applying to Wagner College, apply using the common application and type in the application fee waiver code college talk. That's one word, college talk, and your application fee will be waived for Wagner College. I want to thank Anthony and his team for providing our listeners with this opportunity. We truly appreciate it. For more information, please see the show notes. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insight straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions. Regardless of whether you apply to a particular school being highlighted in a given episode, you should listen to all of them, as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process, prompting you to come up with your own follow-up questions for when you visit campus or meet with a college admissions representative yourself. Don't forget to visit our website, www.collegeadmissionstalk.com, or the show notes of each episode to access the alphabetical list of all the colleges available with the related audio link to the right of each school. The alphabetical list provides you with on-demand access to all of the episodes so that you may listen whenever you wish. And if you want to receive links to episodes before they are released on the podcast, along with other related resources, please fill out the email opt-in form also available on our website and in the show notes of each episode. Lastly, please email me with any questions or comments at collegeadmissionstalk at gmail.com. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today Anthony Rinaldi, who's the Assistant Director of Admissions at Wagner College. Anthony, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to uh, have the opportunity to chat about Wagner. Well, it is our pleasure and we are equally as excited. So, Anthony, let me ask you, can you provide us a brief overview of Wagner College and what makes you unique among other universities? Yeah, of course. So, Wagner is a small liberal arts college. Um, so, we are located in New York City. We're on the north shore of Staten Island. Um, which for those of you who don't know, it is more of the, it's one of the more residential boroughs of New York City. Um, so we have about 2,200 students on our campus. Most of them are residential. So we're giving you that traditional experience on a college campus with res life and um, access to New York City. So there are really three things that make us unique and kind of separate us from some different colleges that I've seen throughout my own college search process. One of the most important things to us is our sense of community. So we're an incredibly tight-knit community on our campus, and we're very family-oriented. 
everyone really gets to know each other well and there's incredible support on our campus. It really feels like home here and it's, again, not something that I've seen at many other schools. Um, our curriculum definitely sets us apart. So about 30 years ago, we did build a practical curriculum into our liberal arts curriculum. So we understand that we're in an age where students need practical skills and that's what they're looking for out of their college experience. So we created what's called the Wagner Plan. The Wagner Plan is three different learning communities across a student's four years of college year. So each of those learning communities are going to focus on high impact learning experiences, which have proven to increase success for students post-graduation. So starting the very first semester that students get on campus, they're in their first learning community. There's one during their sophomore, junior year, and then another one during their senior year. Um, and all of those are focused on things like um, experiential learning, project-based learning, analytical thinking, intensive writing, oral communication, intercultural awareness, and things like that, that again, are going to help them succeed after they graduate. 100% um, of our students at Wagner are walking out of Wagner with some real life experience on their resume. So whether it be student teaching, clinical rotations, an internship at KPMG or Merrill Lynch, um, a senior showcase for our theater students, they're coming out with a full resume, some really great skills that are going to market them and enable them to really jump around and figure out what exactly works for them in their career. Um, and then our third pretty unique thing is our location. So we are one of the few schools in New York City that have the traditional campus. We have 105 acres of a full park-like green campus with four different residence hall communities, our classroom spaces, our gym on campus that's free for students to use. We have our football stadium. Um, so we're giving you all of that, but we're in New York City. Our campus looks at the New York City skyline and the New York City harbor, um, and we're about 35 minutes away by public transportation. So that really presents a lot of opportunities for students, both professionally and personally. Well, Anthony, I want you to know that I actually grew up in the great borough of Brooklyn, about 25 minutes away from Wagner College's campus. So I've been there many times. It is absolutely a beautiful campus right in the heart of the city and overlooking, of course, the beautiful Verrazano Bridge. So thank you so much for that overview. Really appreciate it. And what can you tell us about life on campus as students are usually curious about the social aspect of their college life? So Anthony, what could you tell us about life on and off your campus? Yeah, so there's a lot going on here, especially for such a small campus. Um, one thing that's really important to us, we are a Division I level athletic school. So we have 28 Division I and varsity level athletic teams, including football, basketball, um, women's soccer, track and field, bowling. So we've got all of those really big events. Uh, last year, we did make it to the Northeast Conference Championship for our basketball team. If we would have won that, we would have been in March Madness. <laughs> Disappointing loss, but it's it's a really exciting energy um, and atmosphere to be a part of regardless. So even though we, we don't win every game, nobody wins every game, but <laughs> we still have a lot of fun in our, our games. And I personally love our basketball games the most. They're a lot of fun. And again, kind of building back to that community sense of on this campus, you know, I'm going to the games. Our dean of the nursing program, I saw her at a game and the people from our advising office were there. So it's not just our students. It's, you know, our larger community is all going out to show support for our students. Um, we're also very well known for our theater program. So we're nationally recognized as one of the best in the country. So um, our department runs eight shows per year, four on our main stage, four in our black box theater. And then we have three student production companies that put on 
an average of another 10 or so shows per year. So if a student is interested in music or theater, there is probably a show every single weekend on our campus. Um, Every single one of those are open call. So you don't have to be a theater student or a music student. You can be really involved in all of that outside of your academics if you're even a, you know, a physician assistant major and have that priority, but you can still be in the theater, which is really awesome. Uh, We have Greek Life, seven Greek organizations on our campus that put on some major events throughout the year. One of my favorites is actually Songfest. Um, So they help coordinate that with our student engagement team. And it's actually a major lip sync battle between our major groups on campus. So each group, um, and it's not just limited to Greek Life. So it's our BSU, our Black Student Union also participated this year. Um, our acapella groups, and some of our other larger groups on campus, they each have to put on a 10-minute fully choreographed lip sync performance in addition to creating a 10-minute virtual backdrop. So it's a huge event. Tons of people um, show up for it. We crown a winner. This year, our Black Student Union was the winner. Um, (laughs) There's a different theme every year. So it's a really, really great event and a great energy, and that happens on our basketball court. Um. Over 70 different clubs and organizations for students who aren't interested in Greek life or theater or athletics. So there's a little bit of everything for everyone. Um, one of my favorite clubs was actually just founded this year. It's, we have a donut club, which <laughs> brings together students over donuts, but they're also focused on mental health and well-being. Uh, this year, one of the events they actually had, they brought in a mindfulness and wellness coach to talk about self-love and some mental health um, practices while they ate donuts and kind of just created a space to debrief and come together. So really, really cool things there. And our students are really engaged and involved and having a lot of fun. And then we can't forget New York City. It's there. Um, It (laughs) would be a shame not to mention that it's a part of our campus. You know, we have students who have residencies at cabaret clubs and perform once a month. um, And they're students and they're getting paid for that. They have students going to brunch on a Saturday afternoon or having a picnic in Central Park. Um, tons of students go to Broadway shows. One of our professors is currently in Wicked. So over wow. 80 of our students showed up to her opening night and had a huge celebration and waited at the stage door. So all of that is going on and part of our campus community. Well, that's amazing, Anthony. Over 70 clubs, obviously being in the heart of New York City brings so many opportunities for your students, not only on your campus, as you explained so well, but also off of your campus. You have popular programs in nursing, theater, business, psychology, even physician's assistants, just to name a few. There really is something for everyone at Wagner College. So again, we appreciate that overview. So let's get to the application itself, Anthony. What qualities or characteristics does Wagner College look for in prospective students? So I like to say that we're really looking for people, not just students. So college is about so much more than academics, and it's about everything we else we also talked about so far. It's about being engaged on our campus and being a part of that larger community. And we want our students to be engaged past four years. So this is a lifetime commitment to an institution. We want you to be an engaged alumni. We want this to be your home and be a part of your life forever. So we're looking for the students who are doers and they're active and they're involved in their communities and they're involved in their school and they're taking on leadership positions. But then obviously academics is important too. So we are looking at that transcript. We're looking to see that students can challenge themselves and still succeed. Um, And we want to see that, you know, they're pushing themselves in the classroom. Well, I like how you put it. You're looking for people, 
not just students who are engaged for the four years on your campus, but also beyond. So I love that. And so, Anthony, could you walk us through the application process at Wagner, including important deadlines, requirements, and anything else you wish to share for our listeners? Obviously, when the students and their parents, you know, they hit submit on that application, they always want to know exactly what happened. So any insight that you could offer would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, of course. So we do have a fairly simple application process, or at least I think we do. Um, So we're on the Common App. So for students who are applying probably anywhere else, they're probably using it already. They can just continue on that application and use that. We also have our own application through our website. So if students are in a non-traditional situation or just don't want to use the Common App, that's totally fine. And they can use the Wagner app as well. Um, Again, they just need to submit the application. We're looking for two letters of recommendation. Uh, We do have a short supplemental essay on why they're interested in coming to Wagner. So it's top three reasons in 250 words or less. Super short, very easy to answer, um, and pretty specific to Wagner. Um, We were test optional before the pandemic. We will continue to be test optional after the pandemic. So it's not something new for us. um, And that's how we continue to operate. So if students don't want to submit their test course, they do not have to. So that's our general process. Our early action deadline, which is non-binding, is December 1st. If students apply by December 1st, they will typically hear by um, by that winter break. So they'll have a decision by then. Um, or our priority deadline is February 15th. That's our general process. I do want to point out that those processes are different for our theater and our PA students. Our physician assistant applicants and our theater applicants, whether it be performance or design tech and management, must apply by December 1st. So it's not technically an early action deadline. It's that program-specific deadline. Um, For the PA program, it is also going to include students are required to submit test course, ACT or SAT, and they are required to submit a third letter of recommendation. So after that, they apply by December 1st. They hear back by winter break whether they were invited for an interview, and then we'll have interviews in mid-January to determine whether they were accepted to the program or not. For the theater program, again, you're applying by December 1st. You don't have to have any additional supplements or anything like that. You just have to indicate that you're interested in those programs. And then usually right at the beginning of February, we'll have our interview and audition day. Theater design tech and management students are required to interview with the department. They are not required to have a portfolio, but they are required to have a resume. And then our performance students are going to do a multi-stage audition. Well, we appreciate the overview and the distinctions between the PA and theater program students. It's very important to understand, like Anthony explained, first of all, depending on the different majors that you're applying to, there may be separate deadlines. Also, if a school says that they are test optional, very important to check if you're applying to a specific major to see whether or not you need to submit tests for that major. So, Anthony, we really appreciate that. And, of course, digging deeper into the overall application, the transcript is obviously the most important piece of the academic portion of the overall application. Can you share what it is that you are looking for when reviewing the transcript and do you recalculate the given GPA or do you use the GPA provided by the applicant's high school? So we actually use the GPA on the student's transcript. So um, whatever your school is providing is what we're looking at. Um, So some of the things that are important for us when we're looking at a transcript, we're really looking for major trends. Um, So that's one of the first things I look at. So we're looking of 
about where did you go throughout your high school experience and what did your education look like? Did you kind of start off a little slow with your GPA and then slowly work your way up and finish with a really strong GPA? Or did you go the other way, which would not be terribly ideal? Um, did you have one or two rough semesters and why? Did you, um, you know, did you have a specific course or content area that wasn't your strongest? But did you have another area that you really excelled in? Uh, and then we're also looking to see that students challenge themselves to the best of their abilities. So we really want to see that they are pushing themselves, but we don't want to see them push themselves past the point where they can still succeed. So APs and dual enrollment classes are all great, but we also don't want to see that a student took 10 APs their senior year and got 70s in all of them because you're pushing yourself too hard and we don't want to see that. So we want to see that healthy balance of where you are pushing yourself, but still also able to achieve academically. Well, we appreciate that. So obviously you're looking for trends. Did you challenge yourselves over four years of high school? Did you start slow and then improve or did you start strong and then your grades started to fall a little bit? Regardless of what your story is, if there are any dips students, it's very important to explain within your application if something happened, perhaps something with the family, perhaps something with you personally. Do not leave it up to the admissions representatives to speculate. If there was a dip, take the time to explain that. So again, Anthony, we appreciate the insight. And how important is the essay portion of the application? And what advice do you have for students in terms of putting together a compelling essay? So I really love the essay. Um, and if anyone has listened to this podcast before, I know I have. And a lot of my <laughs> colleagues have pointed this out. The essay is one of the places where students truly have autonomy on the application. It's one of the only places. So by the time they're applying to college, their grades are what they are. Their involvement over their four years, it is what it is. So, so much is set in stone at that point, but the essay is where students can really shine through, show who they are, and give us a different perspective of what's happening in your life and who you are and what matters to you. So um, my advice is to really find a topic that reflects who you are and it should be unique. So again, there's a lot of cliches that people talk about a lot um, that sometimes students might flock to because again, cliches... Are, they're popular because it's happening to a lot of people. But also remember that, you know, if you're talking about a sports injury, a lot of people have gone through sports injuries. You know, it's a huge population of people. So from an admissions counselor perspective, we're reading a lot of those essays. So it might not necessarily stand out, but try and find something that you can really talk about that's individual to you. I've read students' essays who talked about plane spotting. That is one that I'm never going to forget because I read the essay and I was like, what is plane spotting? And then I emailed her and I was like, you need to explain more of this. Like, what am I, what am I looking at? And she goes and sits outside of airports and she has binoculars and she documents what type of planes she's seeing. And she's really passionate about planes. I was like, that's amazing. Like, that's going to stick with me for a really, really long time. And then something else, another piece of advice that I really like to give students is content can be hard. Um, but what's not hard about the essay or shouldn't be is the grammar and mechanics of it. So one thing that I'm immediately looking for when I'm reading an essay is do the students know how to write and do they know how to write well? Did they take the time to polish and proofread their essay? It, it hurts my soul when I see an entire block of 650 words without an indentation, without any separation, without proper punctuation. 
when the word I is not capitalized. So those are things that really matter to me a little bit more than content sometimes. Because again, I know that it can be hard to come up with a really um, enticing essay. You know, typically students are 17 and maybe haven't gone through a lot or not that you have to write about something that you've gone through or a challenge. But make sure that the essay is proofread and edited and polished. Show it to your English teachers, read it out loud, look it over a few times and make sure that it is it's well done. Because at the end of the day, we're also evaluating you to make sure that you're ready to write at the collegiate level. Students are going to have to write essays as soon as they start in their freshman year. It's gonna be a part of their experience. And we need to see that you're prepared for that. I want to welcome back Sean Patel, who is the founder and CEO of Prep Expert. He's a Shark Tank entrepreneur making a deal with Mark Cuban back in 2016. And he's also a board-certified dermatologist who received a perfect score on his SAT. Sean, welcome back. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back, John. So I just wanted to share with all your listeners real quick that we have an amazing partnership with the College Admissions Process Podcast, and we have a really special offer for all of your listeners. So for any listener who wants to enroll their student into one of our prep expert SAT courses, ACT courses, or one-on-one tutoring programs, you can get 30% off just for being a listener of the College Admissions Process Podcast. All you need to do is put in the promo code College Talk, one word, just College Talk, and that'll give you 30% off all Prep Expert SAT courses, ACT courses, or one on one tutoring packages. Make sure you use the link in the show notes of the College Admissions Process Podcast. Thank you, Sean. We really appreciate it. To our listeners, as an affiliate partner with Prep Expert, I want to be transparent with you that for every purchase made using our coupon code, which is College Talk, the College Admissions Process Podcast will receive a small commission from Prep Expert. But rest assured that we only promote programs that we believe in and feel would benefit our listeners. For more information, please see the Prep Expert affiliate partnership link in the show notes. And now let's get back to the show. Well, we appreciate that, Anthony. And you're right. We talk about the essay in every single episode, but I really love what you said. The essay is where you basically have autonomy, as you put it, over the application. And that's so true because, as you mentioned, grades are basically set, right? In the fall of senior year, your transcript is set from ninth grade through 11th grade. The courses are done. Obviously, keep building ramps. It's very important to show that you're continuing to challenge yourself as a senior. Obviously, the grades are not ready yet, but admissions representatives like Anthony will see your courses in progress. And even the activities are pretty much set. Yes, of course, you're going to continue to do things in senior year, but the bulk of your work is already on that activity sheet. So, Anthony, speaking of the extracurricular activities, are there any specific activities or experiences that Wagner College values and considers in the admissions process? And does it differ based on a student's intended major? Yeah, so we're pretty open. Um, You know, I already talked about how there's so much happening on our campus that there really is a spot for everyone to find what they want. So the same is true for high school. So we're looking to see that you're just overall involved, that you found a few things that you were really passionate about 
and stuck with over your four years and maybe achieved some leadership roles and were really dedicated and committed to those organizations. Um, so again, we're, we're super open about that and we just want to see that overall engagement. Some of our programs do, we expect to see a little bit more. Um, for our PA and nursing students, we are looking for some healthcare experience just because it helps us know that you're prepared for your future and you know where this program is actually going to take you. So, you know, these are intense programs. They require a lot of work. They have really fantastic outcomes, but we want to know that you're dedicated and committed to those programs and you want to go into those careers. So it's helpful. And then theater, um, it is one of our most competitive programs on campus. So students should typically have some theater experience and usually they will. Um, so it's not really a concern. And again, it's never, it's, we're never going to hold it against a student if they don't have that experience but it's helpful when we're reviewing their application to see that they do. Well, that's terrific insight. And Anthony, of course, another part of the application are those letters of recommendation. What role do recommendation letters play in the application review? And is it better to have letters from teachers, coaches, or other individuals? So I really, really, really love letters of recommendation. This is a part of the application where we're seeing someone else's perspective of you. So someone else who has gotten to know you over the past few years and knows what you can achieve and accomplish. Um, so I think they're a really great way of letting us see who students are. Um, we're not picky about who they come from. So it can be teachers, counselors, coaches, bosses, community leaders, anything along those lines, as long as it's not a personal relationship. Um, but what is really important is that this person knows the student well. We want to see that real relationship. Um, we want to see that they know who they are. And then we're looking for words like kind, hardworking. Um, we want to see that they're a leader, that they're passionate. Um, and we're looking for those really strong descriptors. My advice from my counselor back when I was in high school, um, for students who are just generally applying to different programs, was to actually have two different teachers from different disciplines write your letters of recommendation. So it kind of helps show that you're a bit of a well-balanced person and you're not just really, really strong in science, but maybe you're strong in the humanities as well. Maybe you really killed it in this class and you can show that off. Um, so for me, I used my AP bio teacher and my Russian teacher, both of whom are individuals that I'm very close with to this day. So it was a really strong personal relationship. They knew me well. That relationship continued past high school. Um, and that's really the type of person that we want to see a recommendation from. Well, I appreciate you talking about the fact that you're not picky in terms of who the recommendation letter comes from, but that they know you well. Your essay students is your voice about yourself. The recommendation letter, of course, is someone else's voice about you. So choose who writes your letter well. Again, Anthony, we appreciate that. And are there any specific financial aid or scholarship opportunities available for prospective students? And how can students and parents best navigate the financial aspect of attending Wagner College? So financial aid can be really, really scary. Um, I know it was <laughs> the major topic of conversation when I was going through the college application process myself. And it was on the table every day. And it was something I talked about with my parents frequently and fought with my parents frequently. Um, so, and people can be really scared of private colleges because they expect them to be really, really expensive. And Wagner does have an expensive sticker price, but what students forget is that financial aid is everywhere. 
And Wagner is very aggressive and generous with our financial aid and really try to work with our students and their families to make it as affordable as possible. So we do offer up to $28,000 in merit scholarship per year based on the student's academic performance throughout high school. So that's really where students are going to get a bulk of their money, and it's more than half of our tuition. So if you're a high achiever off the bat, like you're getting a really great scholarship that's really going to dramatically drive down the price of tuition. On top of that, we have some talent-based scholarships. So we're a D1 institution, which means we can offer up, uh, up to a full ride for athletic scholarship. We have dance scholarships, cheer, theater, music, and esports, which is a really popular one these days. So we have scholarships for all of those little programs. Uh, and those are stackable on top of merit scholarships. So they're just additional ways to really drive down that cost of tuition. One of our newer scholarships is a business scholarship. Uh, specifically for students who are interested in our business program. We have named scholarships, institutional grants, um, need-based financial aid from our own institution that we can offer to students to, again, really drive down that cost. Um, what's really important, and a lot of students might forget, is that need-based aid is also a great way to go about affording college. So filling out that FAFSA is a really incredibly important step. And some students might not fill it out because they don't think they're going to qualify for anything, but you never know until you fill it out. Um, and Wagner uses that FAFSA to determine if there is any need-based aid or additional aid that we can give you. So having that is important for us. Plus, once we have your FAFSA, we can create a full financial aid offer showing students that full breakdown of the cost to attend Wagner, everything that we're offering them and what their four years financially are actually going to look like. Um, another recommendation coming from me as a former teacher is that students should be applying to as many third-party scholarships as possible. So I was a macroeconomics teacher for a very short time a few years ago, and one of the assignments that me and my co-teacher came up with was to have our students apply to one third-party scholarship per week. Hmm. That is money that will go with students to any institution they go to. So it doesn't matter if they're coming to Wagner or if they're going somewhere else. But if you do one a week for the first half of your senior year, that's 16 scholarships. And they're everywhere. There's so many different scholarships out there. There's national level ones. There's community level ones. They're based on your, your background and your educational goals. So that's free money that's out there. And those dollars can really start to add up. Well, that's tremendous advice. One scholarship application per week at the start of senior year. What a great idea, Anthony. Thank you so much for sharing that. And of course, we appreciate you talking about all the scholarship opportunities at Wagner College, which are truly abundant. And I also appreciate how you talked about the fact that with your own family, you did talk about the financial piece early and often, which is something that we all recommend to all students and their families. Obviously, the cost of college is something that's on a lot of people's minds. So speaking about it early and often is very important. And I also want to point out that every school offers something called the net price calculator. Usually, it's very easy to find by simply doing a search or looking on the college website, which is also another tool to help families determine what their out-of-pocket costs will be, for example, to attend Wagner College or whatever school you're looking at. So again, we appreciate that. And Anthony, what resources or support does Wagner College provide to help students transition from high school to college life, especially for those students who may have had an IEP or a 504 plan while they were in high school? 
So we do have an Office of Academic Advisement and Accessibility, our AAA, um, and that office is there to work with students across their four years to make sure that their accommodations are being met and that they have access to the accommodations that they might be eligible for or need during their time at Wagner. Um, so that goes for the students who have IEPs or 504s, and they can work with our advisor one-on-one -on -one to determine what accommodations they might need during their time here at Wagner and kind of go about um, setting up those accommodations. It's also important to remember that those accommodations are not just available to students with those 504s and those IEPs. Um, our accommodations office works with all students, regardless of their standards. So, you know, if a student breaks their leg or breaks their arm sometime while they're on campus, they're going to need accommodations because not every building has an elevator and we need to make sure you're getting to your classes. So those are people that are going to be there to work with you and make sure you're getting what you need. So that office also houses our advisement office and our career development center. So there are individuals on our campus who are working with students every day to make sure that they are taking the right classes, that they're staying on, on track to graduate and they're staying on track to you know, be successful post-graduation. Uh, what is important to remember, though, is that there is a very big difference between high school and college. Um, and when it comes time for college, it's really up to the students to advocate for themselves. So there's a bit of a shift from when you're in high school and your parents and the school is responsible for your accommodations. But when you get to college, it's up to you to make that appointment with your advisor, provide those medical documentations, and make sure you're getting what you need um, out of our college. What's also really important to remember is that we're a small school, so we are very hands-on with our students, and we have a lot of staff and faculty here to support our students and make sure they're having that individualized experience that is going to help them succeed. Well, you're a small school, but like you said, you have something for everyone, very individualized experience. And Anthony, as you probably know, I always put the Office of Undergraduate Admissions in the show notes. If there are any of the links, you mentioned a lot of different programs and opportunities, any of the links that you want to share with the students and parents, just send it to me. And of course, we'll make it available in the show notes for everyone. So what advice do you have for students and parents when it comes to visiting campus or even attending a virtual information session? And do you track such things, Anthony, as part of your overall application process? So to be completely honest, most colleges are tracking involvement at this point. We're all <laughs> operating on very similar systems and we're all adding those events to your files that we can all see in one place um, when it's time to read your application. So no matter what event you do attend, we have that information and we're looking at it. While we do track it here at Wagner, we're also not necessarily using it in the decision process. So we're not saying, oh, a student has to visit this many times or interact with us this many times in order to be accepted. We are using it a little bit more in our recruitment approach. So from our perspective, the students who are interested in us and they're showing interest in coming to events, um, those are the students who we're really going to work hard for and really work on building those individual relationships with because we think those are the ones that are most likely going to come to Wagner. Um, for the events themselves, it is so, so important for students to attend as much as they can. Um, and I know that's not always feasible because of um, distance or financial accommodations or anything like that. But the one good thing that kind of came out of COVID is a lot more schools are offering virtual experiences now. So there are so many opportunities for a student to engage with their admissions counselors, with 
uh, with current students, with current faculty, and it's all there for students to really get a sense of what life on campus looks like. So here at Wagner, we have individual daily tours. We have virtual student life panels. We have a program called Wagner Experience Days where students can come have lunch and uh, sit in on a class. We have uh, campus visit days, which are kind of our larger open houses that we hold three of. We hold two of them through the fall and one of them over the summer. Uh, so there are a ton of opportunities for a student to really connect with us and learn what Wagner has to offer. At the end of the day, it's really about finding the best fit for a student. And you're not going to know if you fit in at a college or if it's the college is the right fit for you if you don't interact with us. You know, from my own experiences, um, I applied to a bunch of schools, mostly, uh, mostly because of their name and their recognition. But when I finally had the chance to visit during my senior year, there were campuses that I immediately knew that I was not going to go to, um, crossed them off my list, withdrew my application. Some of them I didn't even apply to. Um, there was one college where I pulled up and told my parents to drive us back home and said, this is not where I'm going. Uh, and it's nothing against that college, but I just knew that that's not where I was going to spend four years and it's not where I wanted to. My parents were very angry um, after driving <laughs> over an hour to get there. But at the end of the day, it's all about finding that right fit. And it was important for me to know that that wasn't the right school for me. What's up, podcast friends? I'm happy to share that we've teamed up with Dormco to make your dorm decorating a lot easier. Why Dormco? They offer quality and durability, affordability, and a wide selection for bedding to storage solutions and everything in between for your dorm room. So if you or anyone you know is looking to decorate your dorm, see the affiliate partnership link in the show notes for Dormco, your one stop for stylish, affordable, and quality dorm essentials. Please note that if you make a purchase through any of our affiliate links, the podcast gets a commission, but rest assured that we would only promote products that we believe in and feel would benefit our listeners. Thank you all and best wishes. Well, that's great advice. And it talks to the fact of the importance of demonstrating your interests. Students, first of all, it's for your own research. Visiting campuses, Anthony just explained a story where it was a school where perhaps he thought he was going to go, but by the time he even got there, he just didn't feel right and decided not to. So that's an example of how important it is to actually be on that campus. And if you can't visit before you apply, certainly try to visit before you matriculate because you don't want to get that feeling after paying you know that first semester and now you're stuck there um so definitely a good piece of advice to visit campus again if you can't do it before you apply certainly before you matriculate and demonstrating your interest students whether an institution says that they track it or not it's important to do it anyway because it can hurt you it could only help you in your own research and throughout the entire process. So, Anthony, this has been a phenomenal conversation. Unfortunately, it does lead us to our last question, which is, what are your top three pieces of advice that you would provide a student and their parents getting ready for the college admissions process? Uh, thank you so much for having me so far. And I'm super excited about this question. So uh, first piece of advice, make your own decisions and decide what is right for you. Um, there are going to be a lot of voices around you during this college process, from your counselors to your friends, to your parents, to your parents' friends. And everyone's <laughs> going to have something to say about the school that you might be thinking about going to. Um, and there's always going to be people out there who absolutely love a school. 
And there's going to be the people who don't love it. Um, and that's fair. It is normal. But you have to make up your decision for yourself about whether that school is the right fit for you. Because at the end of the day, your parents and your parents' friends aren't the ones who are going to spend four years on campus. You are. Um, so while it's, of course, important to listen to other people's perspectives, you can't give it too much weight. Um, if they say it's a horrible school and you should never go there, you need to make that decision for yourself. Um, there was a lot of noise around me when I was applying to colleges. And to be completely honest, I cried the day I submit my application because of what other people were saying about where I was going, uh, to submit my deposit. Um, but it turned out to be a great experience. I loved where I was, and it was the right fit for me. Uh, number two, get things done early. Um, I am the student, I was the student that admissions professionals warn you about on these podcasts. <laughs> I was the one who waited until the very last minute to do absolutely everything. I was writing my supplementals at 10 p.m. on Halloween for those November 1st deadlines. I was writing my supplementals on New Year's Eve because I waited until the last minute. And it's a horrible, horrible idea. So get it done early, September, October. Get it all out of the way. There's so much to enjoy during your senior year. And, you know, all of these high schools create so much programming to really finish off that experience and make it a great one. Enjoy it. Don't waste your time. Not that it's a waste of time, but don't utilize your time improperly where you're going to ruin some experiences because you push something off until the last minute. And then my third piece of advice is just to breathe. Um, this process can seem very overwhelming and it gets a really bad reputation. People are always stressed about college when you talk about the college application process. And there is a lot to consider and there is a decent amount of work to do. But at the end of the day, there are thousands of schools out there and it's really just about finding the one that fits for you and figuring out where you want to go. Have fun with this process. Don't let it stress you out too much and just take it one day at a time. Well, Anthony, those are tremendous pieces of advice. I am so happy that I had you here today because first of all, we learned so much about Wagner College and so many students and parents are gonna be helped by this conversation. I do hope to have you again. You were awesome, Anthony, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. And I there's nothing I love more than talking about Wagner. Well, that's awesome, Anthony. You were terrific. And to everyone out there listening, good luck as you navigate the college admissions process. Take care, everyone. Best wishes. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap.